Welcome back to the City Rev Life Podcast. Good to be back with you guys today, and we are continuing our series, Tough Questions. That's right. Where we're journeying through some tough questions that maybe some of you are asking right now, or you might ask in the near future. I know these are certainly questions that I've asked in the past. and Yeah, they're important. And we got a, a big one today, uh, one that I yeah. think is is pressing and it kind of gets to the the heart and soul for a lot of people. A lot of people think about it, ask about it. Yep. Uh, and the question is, why is there only one way to God? Yes. Why is there only one way to God? And I think this is such a good question. It's a foundational one. It's one yeah. that I've wrestled with from time to time. And what I think... The person where I think the person is coming from is, well, is there more ways to God? Is there more ways than Jesus? Is there yeah. more ways to heaven? Like it's kind of an all encompassing question, if you will. And I think the person that that's asking this question might be coming from a few different places. Um, for one, it could they could be coming from a place of just curiosity. Yeah. Hey, I'm curious, like I've heard a couple different religions out there and I've heard the name of Jesus a couple times right. and you know like why why is he the one way to heaven yeah, right maybe you've been surfing YouTube looking at some different religions yeah googled it a little bit apologetics here. and yep yep Christianity might have popped up and you're thinking you know is it is it the way yep that's good and then also might be from a place of frustration I mean if we're being real it almost sounds a little arrogant to say, hey, Jesus is the one way yeah. to heaven, the one way to God. It, it sounds a little off-putting at first when, yeah. when you're, again, out there looking around and searching. Um, it also could be coming, coming from a place of confusion. You read world history and you see all of the hurt and the pain that's been caused in the name yeah. of religion and in the name of people claiming they have the truth. Right. I mean, it's it's confusing to, to look on and see all that. And, and you struggle naturally with yeah. Yeah. with people taking that approach. Yeah. And then also, I think, quite frankly, it comes from a poor view of God. Uh, Craig, have you ever seen one of those caricatures? Yes like a Disney that they, they draw yes. of people where like they just kind of make fun of right. any feature that you have that right. might be slightly larger than the other. Like right. you got a slightly above average nose. And so now next thing you know, you look like Pinocchio. Right. My head is just a square. Just the beard is just a big square. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's usually really thin. Yeah, so that's funny. We'd, we'd be a good match in, in a character. We should go get a character. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we should do that. We should go to Disney and, and get one. Um, no, I think oftentimes we develop, caricatures of God. Sure. We, we think of certain, uh, characteristics that we know he has, you know, his, his love and his mercy. And we don't like to think about the other ones like his holiness and how he is just. And so we overemphasize and we, we overappreciate certain characteristics that he has. And we, we form a negative, if not wrong view of God. Yeah. And I think sometimes people, you know, it comes from a, a good place in their heart, um, yeah. at least the people in my life, you know, it, it comes from a place of love and desire to see, right. The people in their life ultimately be saved mm-hmm. and the people in their life with them in heaven. Yeah. And they're saying, Hey, there are a lot of people in my life who don't know Jesus. Is Jesus really the only way? Like, will my mm-hmm. friends will my family members be okay? Yeah. And it almost comes to a place where it's saying, 
you know, if God is really that merciful, you know, will he look upon my, my family? You know, it, I think it comes from a place of, of a little bit of like love and fear as well. Yeah. Um, and so for a lot of people, I think it's, it's something that keeps them up that they wrestle with. Yeah. It's understandable. And it's not a new question. Yeah, this question has been asked since Jesus's time. I mean, yeah. Jesus confronted this question because here you have a, a man who's being viewed as a, maybe a good prophet, a great right. teacher, a rabbi claiming to be the son of God. And he had to answer this question. He had to confront people that were wrestling with this. And, and so then beyond that, the apostles, after Jesus's time here on earth, the apostles had to deal with this question. And then the early church had to deal with this question. And now even today we, we wrestle with this because it it keeps coming up. Yeah. It it always comes up. And and essentially what's being combative combatant against this question is a, a, some kind of variant of universalism, right? You know, certainly it's at least religious pluralism. Um, it's coming from that place in our culture where we don't like exclusivity, right? When, when there's exclusive things, that means naturally people are excluded, right? That's a hard thing for us to wrestle with. And also our culture has taken this position where uh, everyone has their own truth. Yes, yes. And so there's there's a couple of things that are in effect here, but um, our culture would say, well, my truth is my truth and your truth would be your truth. Right, and therefore we can get along fine, right? right. Because we can just agree to disagree. It's, it's in the name of love. Right. It's in the name of unity. Right. And it sounds good on the yeah. surface, but, you know, to take that, that classic example, if we had a stovetop right here in front of us, yeah, my truth was that if I touched it, I would, it would burn me. And your truth was that if you touched it, it wouldn't. Right. Unfortunately, one of us is wrong. Right. Like that's just the the reality of the situation. There's nothing we can do about it. One of us is wrong because the the truth is, the stovetop would burn you. Sorry to say that, Craig. Yeah, it well, burn you. you know, those are low stakes. It's okay. <laughs> and the same can be said about religion. Um, the Jewish people, uh, the Muslim people, they view Jesus as a prophet. They view him as a teacher. And so fundamentally they're at square one. We've already lost them because we view Jesus as someone so much more, you know, the Messiah, the savior who died on the cross for our sins. And so right there at the beginning, right. We both can't be right. It's just the reality of the matter. We both can't be right. There is unfortunately going to be one truth in this situation. We can't have conflicting facts and then it all be true. It's just not the yeah. way that truth and reality work. And we know that. Yeah. And and it really all comes down to Jesus. Yeah. It is, is Jesus who he says he is? Is Jesus the, the son of God? And if, if, if that is the case, well, Jesus tells us himself. Yeah. I think for, for us as Christians, as we think of um, this question, is there really only one way to God? Mm-hmm. Um, what you're saying is true, right? We all come from different places when we ask this question and different backgrounds. But if you out there are a Christian and you would agree and say that you believe the Bible is the word of God and therefore true, mm-hmm. um, then I don't know if this answer gets easier, but it's certainly more clear. Yeah. Uh, because if you already believe that the Bible is the word of God and it's true, well, the Bible has a lot to say about how to get to God. Yeah. And it's very clear. And yeah. so kind of our, our central verse here uh, that we're looking at is is John 14, 6. And this is Jesus speaking. Mm-hmm. 
And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Mm. And there are people out there on the internet who will tell you that Jesus isn't saying this, Mm -hmm. uh, that he's not really saying that he's the only way to God. But I think if you read this for yourself, it's pretty clear that Jesus is saying he is the only way to God. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And he doubles down and says no one comes Mm -hmm. to the Father except through him. And so Jesus, speaking of himself, clearly said that he is the one way to God. Um, that it's through him. And he constantly did this. Yeah. Right. The Pharisees almost came. The Pharisees were the religious elite at that yeah, time. Yeah. And they almost kept pressing him to reiterate this because they couldn't believe what he was saying. Right. Like to, to say those for those words to come out of a rabbi's mouth or a teacher's mouth that it would have been blasphemous. Yeah. And it's not it's not like a one. It's not like we're picking one verse out here. It's just very right. clearly stated in this verse. But Jesus often said. Uh, Mm -hmm. that he was God. He often talked about finding salvation in him and through him, which is very different from rabbis and teachers of his day, very different from the prophet Muhammad, Mm -hmm. right? Who says, hey, I speak for God, right? You find salvation in him. Jesus is saying, no, find salvation in Jesus, Mm -hmm. right? He's pointing to himself. And I think when we think of, well, why is it like this? Why is there only one way to God? If we're looking at the biblical view, Jesus clearly expresses that he is that one way to God. And I think it has to do with the biblical view of atonement, Mm. right? That idea of reconciliation and restoration between God and man. Mm -hmm. And the biblical view of atonement uh, talks about how sin demands a sacrifice. Mm. And right. We know from Romans that the wages of sin is death, that what sin brings forth and requires the forgiveness of sin requires a sacrifice. And if you read through the story of the whole Bible, you see it, it leading up to, Jesus and ultimately his sacrifice yeah. on the cross, right? He is, that's good. Is that atonement? He is that perfect sacrifice. Uh, again, just going back to the word of God, what the Bible says about salvation, Hebrews 10, 18 says, and by that we will have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all mm. that Jesus is that perfect sacrifice once for all. He covered our sins once for all. That's so good. this idea of there's one way to God, it's Jesus, it's through Jesus. And then even more specifically through his sacrifice, his death on the cross, his death on the cross, right? Yeah. It, it, it's by his blood that our sins are covered. And as we think through this, I think again, those questions keep coming up of why is it this way? You mm-hmm. know, I, I like that this, that this question is phrased, um, it's not, is there only one way to God? Mm-hmm. Why is there only why one way to the, God? Why right? Like, why, like why, yeah. why did God design things this way? And as I was thinking through it, you know, again, you read through scripture, uh, scripture speaks highly of Jesus, obviously, mm-hmm. as the king of kings, as the alpha and omega, as the author and perfecter of our faith. These, these terms that are, are so huge that really when you read through scripture, you get the sense that the whole world was created for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for us as humans to not take a self-centered view where my life was created for me, mm-hmm. but rather my life and your life and our world was created for the purpose of Jesus and for his mm-hmm. glory That's ultimately. Yeah. And so if you read through Colossians one, which is just one of my favorite poems about Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it speaks in these terms. It says he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation for by him, all things were created. So he created all things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him 
mm. and for him, right? So everything, our, our world, uh, heaven and on earth, thrones, dominions, governments, powers, everything was created through Jesus and for Jesus. Wow. And it goes on even further and says, he is before Good. all things mm-hmm. and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He's the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent, Mm. right? So this idea is that God created the universe through Jesus and for Jesus. And the whole purpose of creation, the whole purpose of humanity, even you and I and our lives, is that Jesus would be lifted up, that he would be exalted, that he would be first and preeminent, that he would receive glory and praise and honor. Mm. So why is there only one way to God and why is it Jesus? I would say that's because the whole purpose of everything, the whole purpose of creation. That's the purpose of that we were created. Yeah, that we were created was so that Jesus would be exalted. That's beautiful. So why is he the one way? It's because it's it's about him. And for the person that might be still wrestling with the exclusivity of it, because I think for a lot of people that might go against God being just. Like, how is that fair that it is Jesus and that there is only one way. What would you say to that person? I would say that it is exclusive in the sense that Jesus tells us he is the way Mm -hmm. and there's no other way to the father except through him. And so if you're someone out there looking for salvation, you're looking for a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Well, if you care about what the Bible has to say about that, the Bible says clearly that Jesus is the way to know God and ultimately to be saved from our sins, to have a relationship with him, have the eternal life that he offers. It's through Jesus. And so it's exclusive in that way. But the beauty of the gospel and the beauty of the mission of Jesus is that it is inclusive in the sense that all are welcomed into his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And there are several places in the Bible, but but one that we, we point out here is Romans 10, 13 says that for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Wow. And this idea that anyone who who calls on the name of Jesus, who puts their faith in him, confesses him as Lord and Savior, they will be saved from their sins and have eternal life. And so that's open, that's open to your neighbor, that's open to your friend, that's open to your mom, like everybody, wow. right? Yeah. Like that's that's open for everyone. So it's exclusive in the sense that it's only through Jesus, but inclusive in the sense that the message of Jesus and the mission of Jesus is for everyone. And what's so powerful about that is if you think about it, arguably, that makes Christianity less exclusive than other religions sure. because other religions are works-based faith. Like if you just do this or just do that, or just say this, that will get you closer to to God, closer to heaven. And it's this constant do, do, do approach. Well, that's, that's hard. That's exclusive. But Christianity says the opposite says, no, you, you, you couldn't do enough. That's what Jesus came down to earth for to yeah. die on the cross for your sins. So now through him, you can have a personal relationship. And it cuts across cultures, right? I mean, we yeah. see the movement of Jesus start in the Middle East, in Jerusalem, and mm. spread through Europe and Africa and Asia to you know us here today in, in Florida, right? Like different cultures, different times. It's for all people and during all times to call on the name of the Lord. You can be saved. You can be part mm. of this family, this body that Christ is building here on earth and then into eternity. That's so good. The one word I think of is, is beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful how God works yeah. all things together and how Jesus truly is the one way, truth, and life. Yeah. So I guess the answer to the question, so why is there only one way to God? Well, because there is only one Jesus. 
Thanks so much for joining us today. Be sure to smash that like button and subscribe, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for joining us on City Rev Life. You can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review wherever you're listening to this. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. For more videos and content, go ahead and check us out at cityrev.org slash podcast or download our City Rev Church app. Have a great day.